0: Today we're going to talk about technology in schools. Mm. The use of technology, we believe, continues to increase in schools. We, okay. we think about schools that have, you know, where all the students have iPads, or schools where all the students have ThinkPads.
1: That's the that's the desirable goal, right? That's what we think. Okay, this is our aspiration: is let's equip every kid with a mm-hmm. screen. Okay, mm-hmm. and that would be good. Right. That's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. what we think. Right.
0: Um, but we're going to challenge that a little bit today. That's right. We, we have an article um, today that talks about, it's from the New York Times, and it talks about um, that the use of technology in schools isn't quite what we think.
1: Well, you know, we said earlier when we, when we introduced this week's podcast that we've, we're discovering these recent articles from mm-hmm. Silicon um, that are written about the people who work in Silicon Valley to mm-hmm. develop these things. And so there's this uh, sort of a series, it's, it's not an organized series, it's sort of this collection of articles that address these issues and this one is about um, uh, using technology in schools and, and the title of it is the digital gap between rich and poor kids is not what we expected. What we expected was rich kids would have access to technology mm-hmm. which would give them an advantage. That, mm-hmm. that was the original assumption, that they would have access to computers and broadband internet and um, uh, cell phones and they would learn how to use this technology and it would give them a significant advantage over mm-hmm. poor children who didn't have these devices. Mm-hmm. Well, things are not turning out quite as we had expected. Right. And that's what this article is about. Right. And it begins with um, a, a woman, an organization in uh, Kansas mm-hmm. called START, S-T-A-R-T, which right. stands for...
0: Stand Together and Rethink Technology. Stand
1: Together and Rethink Technology. Stand Together is parents, let's mm-hmm. get together, because one parent taking a cell phone mm-hmm. creates all kinds of problems that we've talked about before. We'll talk about it again this week. But if parents stand together, mm-hmm. if we're all doing it, I remember an article a few years ago about a, a young girl, um, a high school girl, um, who decided she would had it with smartphones and all the te- uh, media. Uh, and so she gave her smartphone back to her parents and just had a little um, um, flip phone, flip phone mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden the other kids started getting flip phones too because they all agreed but mm-hmm. somebody had to start it. Well that's what this is, this is these are parents organizing themselves in this organization called START and the idea is to limit mm-hmm. kids use. Now, the other thing about this, this is this, this is occurring in an, in an affluent suburb right. uh, of Overland Park, Kansas. And so these are affluent parents saying, I'm not sure we want all this screen time. Right. Okay, they're, and, and so they're doing away with it. In the next paragraph or two, by contrast, they talk about the Utah school system, which is a multi-million-dollar grant mm-hmm. to have an online preschool right. for ten thousand preschoolers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so while the affluent private school kids are moving away from technology, the public schools are getting more mm-hmm. technology. Right. Okay, um, that was, and so. That's what we want to talk about today is, right. what's, what is, wh- where, is the, where are these two things headed? Right. Okay.
0: Yeah, and, and another article that we have linked in the show mm-hmm. notes is an, an article about um, Apple and uh, Tim, Tim Cook, Tim Cook mm-hmm. and how he encourages his nephew uh, to not have, um, not use technology in some of the way that many other um, teens are using it.
1: That's right. He's, he said, I would like for him to use technology learn how to use it and appreciate it and value right. it. I don't want him on social media." Right. Okay. And this is from the smartphone, iPad right person who's head of the whole company saying, I don't want my 14-year-old nephew mm-hmm. on social media. Right. There's, there's something there that we ought to listen to.
0: Yeah. So, so the issue is, and how this relates to the schools, is right. that what what's happening is it, it appears as though many schools are using technology are, are overusing technology. Right. They're, they're using it for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's removing some of the direct interactions. It's removing right. some of the um, discussions, some of the important aspects of education that come from face-to-face communication mm-hmm. and come from classroom-based learning. It's replacing that with screen time. Yeah. And, and as you said, some of the more affluent, more um, uh, maybe forward-thinking um, schools and school districts are actually stepping back from the technology and right. saying, you know what, we don't need to have a technology-based um, literature program. Right. <laughs> we, right. We can read, we can, we can discuss some of these mm-hmm. books and some of these pieces. Um, verbally and in class, we don't need to do all that on an iPad.
1: Right. Then Tim Cook made that comment mm-hmm. too. He said, you know, I have nothing against it if it if it fits, uh, if, if it enhances the experience mm-hmm. in some way. But he said, I'm not sure that we need technology in a literature class. Right. I mean, you're supposed to be reading and discussing the material. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed in a thousand years. And, and so, um, there are times when you don't need technology right. and it's okay you don't you don't have we have this push for tech like technology in and of itself is is a value right that's what always bothered me about it you and I ta- teach teaching universities mm-hmm. and it was always troublesome to me that it was almost like we had to do the technology because the technology was important mm-hmm. and we as faculty members we said, "No, it's the content that's important right. and however I get that across mm-hmm. if, if technology enhances it that's fine but to have technology for technology's sake didn't right. make any sense to us. Right. And that's why many of us don't like online courses. Right. Many students don't like online courses. They come to college to have this personal interaction with people who know more than they do. Right. And then they're denied that access because everything has to be put online.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah th- the reality is, is that m- most things that a student can learn in school, if you're going to use technology for it, they could find that on their own anyways. That's right. You know we could have a discussion about uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey. Right. We could sit here and we could have a discussion about it. Mm-hmm. And we could you know read portions of it and we could have a discussion right. and really expand our understanding of it mm-hmm. and really get our students to consider the the, the work and and right. um, the meaning behind it. Any technology that we use to mm-hmm. explore it, um, videos or um, you know other websites that talk mm-hmm. about it, are things that they could find on their own. They, don't, That's right. they, don't, they don't, need don't need me. They don't need classroom time. They don't need a teacher to teach them how to do that.
1: Right. They're much better at that than I am. Yeah. Right? I mean, they're, they're much, much, uh, much better than I am at finding that stuff.
0: But what they would really benefit from is someone sitting down and asking them, what do you right. think this means? Right. What do you think this means? Not what mm-hmm. What do you think somebody in this on this website thinks mm-hmm. it means. And so we're, we're teaching them how to think, and we're right. teaching them how to be critical and, you know, there's there's critical thinking skills that are really important. Mm -hmm. But over-reliance on technology starts to take us away from that important instruction.
1: That's right. Um, And it's that whole argument about the experience, the college experience. You know, what should it be? Should it just be online content? Mm -hmm. you You just want to master basic skills or do you want some experience that actually changes you in some way? I had the luxury, and I think it is a luxury, of going to a small college where I could have meals with my professors. They ate in the same dining room we did. Mm -hmm. And we would talk to each other all day long. Mm -hmm. And meeting people from other parts of the country. And that was was the transformative experience Mm -hmm. of going to college. I couldn't have accomplished that sitting in a dorm room or at home on a computer. I would have missed all that. That really was transformative. Yes, I could have learned some things online, but the college—you're exp- still missing the college experience. Absolutely, you know, I, was, I always find it a little bit um, contradictory that a person would go to college and take an online class and stay in their dorm room mm-hmm. while they're taking online right. classes. And I'm thinking I, yeah. that's like going to a resort and spending the whole time in your hotel room. Right. You know, here's all the experiences out here, but right. you know. So, and, but in addition, I wanted to mention two other things. And is it okay? I guess. I guess it's okay with you, right? Uh, okay, in we'll addition to the in addition to the uh, Utah business, the online school, mm-hmm. there are two other uh, differences that um, speak to this issue of the digital divide. One of them is that that low, there was a study conducted that said low-income children spend um, eight hours and seven minutes on screen, mm-hmm. whereas more affluent children spend five hours and 42 minutes on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, that again was unexpected because what are the what are the lower-income children right. missing right. in those two hours that they're on screen? What are the other kids, what is the advantage to them? Mm-hmm. The other, the other um, difference is uh, a Silicon Valley difference and again, Silicon Valley is where these, uh, where these things are built and where people are fairly wealthy there, okay? Mm-hmm. They have choices. Silicon Valley uh, parents are um, developing what are called um, throwback preschools. Mm-hmm. And um, the Silicon Valley executives and their, their uh, families Are saying, uh, we want less of this in our schools. Mm -hmm. We want to have schools where people are talking, where they're meeting with each other. There are places where people are communicating directly with each other. In the meantime, the public school, and this is at the private schools, Mm -hmm. there's a school called the Waldorf School, Mm -hmm. and the parents at the Waldorf School are saying, we want less technology, less to no technology in our schools. The adjacent public school called Hillview, um, uh, middle school, they are advertising that they have iPads for every student. Mm-hmm. Okay, So there's a there's a disconnect here between what the wealthy uh, executives mm-hmm. are saying that this is what we want for our children whereas the public schools are moving in just the opposite direction mm-hmm. by trying to equip every kid with, um, with an iPad. So that has implications for who is getting the real advantage. Right. As we began at the beginning of the show, we talked about, we thought the advantage was going to be for those kids who have screens and you have parents who want to give their kids screens at earlier and earlier mm-hmm. ages. I'm still struggling with one and two, two and three-year-old children mm-hmm. holding iPhones and mm-hmm. watching movies while right. they're in a grocery store. Or while they're. I, I'm still struggling with all that. You know, mm-hmm. the American Academy of Pediatrics has been very clear about no screen time before age two, mm-hmm. but most parents are violating that. Right. You know, and there's a reason why they're asking for that. So um, again, the advantage may not be in who's the most tech savvy, but who's having these other personal mm-hmm. experiences. Right. That's what that's what we want to finish talking about today.
0: And it, well, because that's the issue. The issue is, is that, um, you know, remember we we talked before about the. Um, the nature of of reading skills and and language development Mm -hmm. and vocabulary and we discussed how um, children from middle and upper, there's a lot of research that that supports this, but children from middle and upper class socioeconomic families Mm -hmm. tend to have a broader vocabulary than parents in lower socioeconomic status Mm -hmm. homes. Um, In the research, consistently s- demonstrates that mm-hmm. that's because they're, they, they, they are communicated with more, they right. people talk to them more, mm-hmm. um, they, they talk to them at an adult level right. more, and so they, their vocabulary expands significantly faster mm-hmm. than, than those in lower socioeconomic status homes. I think that this is the same exact thing. So we have a situation here mm-hmm. where in lower socioeconomic homes, in uh, poorer families, right. Kids spend more time in front of the screen, Mm -hmm. they're they're not interacted with as much, they're not engaged as much, and therefore what we're seeing is some of that, um, some of the consequences of that is that they're not going to be performing as well, they're not going to understand some of the social dynamics Mm -hmm. as well, and so they're going to struggle in the long term despite the fact that they had this access to technology. Right.
1: And what I like about this discussion and, and these articles is the advantage may be in person-to-person interaction, right. not in person-to-technology interaction, which is what we've been saying for years mm-hmm. is that the advantage we think is in per, in personal interaction, let's right. not lose that. Right. Um, Steve Jobs famously said his children do not have iPads. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talk at dinner. Right. Okay. Um, Steve Jobs Developed the iPad, um, but his children didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, there's a message there. Um, the other thing that tra- we're going to transition a little bit here. The other thing about this is there was a psychologist mentioned in this article. Um, it's rich. Is it Richard Reed? Or his name is Reed. Last name is Reed. Mm-hmm. And uh, there it is. I think um, right. Th- no, that's All not right. it. Um, Anyway, there's a psychologist mentioned here by the name of Reed, and he um, does a lot of work. Freed. Richard Freed. F-R-E-E-D. Freed? That's right. Um, And he does a lot of work in Silicon Valley Mm -hmm. about meeting with parents, but he also does work in the inner city Mm -hmm. with um, low-income families. And um, he is especially concerned about what's called um, the addictive... um, nature of these devices and um, the role that other psychologists are playing in the field of persuasive design. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this some months ago. There's an institute at Stanford University, which is in the same area of Silicon Valley, that uh, is is uh, manned uh, by psychologists Mm -hmm. and their goal is to make games as engaging as possible and they use something called persuasive technology, mm-hmm. okay, um, persuasive design, which is a kind of a euphemism for, for we want to keep you on this device, mm-hmm. on this game as much as possible. And so it's addiction by design mm-hmm. is what he's saying. Now we're gonna talk about addiction and di- devices later in the week, so don't get ahead of us here because we're gonna come back to this issue. But that's what Fried is especially concerned about: is that we're we're intentionally making these as addictive as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, we talked about um, yesterday. We we introduced this topic, and we talked we talked a little bit about it there. But um, he's particularly concerned, and two hundred other psychologists have written to the American Psychological Association, written a letter to the American Psychological Association, stating their. Uh, that they would like for the work of psychologists to be condemned Mm -hmm. uh, who are doing persuasive design. Mm -hmm. That they want to condemn the work of psychologists who are involved in this. And it reminds me of um, enhanced interrogation when Mm -hmm. we first went into Afghanistan. Um, For the first time in our history, we allowed essentially torture Mm -hmm. uh, of prisoners of war. which is something we had never done before Mm -hmm. um, since George Washington banned it in the Revolutionary War and and nobody ever did it until we did it again um, with enhanced interrogation. And psychologists were involved in that Mm -hmm. and that work has been condemned by APA. And so this group of 200 psychologists is asking for the work of persuasive design um, to be condemned as well the transition is to what are parents doing about this? Because parents now are beginning to uh, express their concern Mm -hmm. and they're beginning to get uh, more active about digital devices and one of them they mentioned several in this article. Uh, One is a pediatrician from uh, Kansas City. She's involved in the START group. Her name is Natasha Berger and she is one of several parents who are saying I don't want this anymore mm-hmm. and so there are they mentioned a couple of families in Kansas City who have children who, who have said we don't want this in our house anymore they're disconnecting television sets right. they're disconnecting the internet they're disconnecting um, cell phones iPads all these digital devices because they can't get control of it mm-hmm. then the, the, what they're saying is we try to limit it we try to limit the amount of time and right. where they go but it's so compelling and it's such easy access to places we don't want our kids to go because they're just a 10-year-old isn't ready for this stuff mm-hmm. that they just have finally decided they're going to pull the plug and just do away with all of it right but it takes a community to do that there's a mm-hmm. woman there who has uh, this this woman who began the the start program has three pilot projects each each pilot project has 40 parents in it and so those parents are banding together and say, we're all going to do right. this. Because again, for one kid to disconnect takes a lot of courage and right. you're going to get left behind. Yeah. Okay? But if you have 40 families doing it, mm-hmm. um, then everybody's doing it seems okay, seems right. normal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk more about home, technology in mm-hmm. the home, over the next couple of days. Right. So, right. Um, so yeah, we're going to get dive more into it there.
1: Right. So. But the other thing, the final thing that they say in this article is the executives and we're gonna talk about this later. The executives in Silicon Valley are saying that we don't want our children to be right. to be on these devices. Right. The, the, the very people who are building the devices are limiting their children's access to them. Right. And that's what we want to talk about during the remainder of the week. Yep. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that is it for today. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy. Don't forget to be afraid.